0: Welcome to episode twenty-five of West End Talks, and today we're going back to the Coliseum for our second time, I think. Um, don't quote me on that one. Um, but we have today we're delighted to be joined by Adam Dawson, who was the his, he was in Pirate Queen, sorry, get a whole tongue tied. Uh, for his West End debut, he was also Mister Mayor and Monkey Number no. One in Suzuco at Southwark Playhouse. He was Jude in Here. And the tour for the 50th anniversary of here uh, and it he was also Hanschen but don't quote me on the pronunciation he'll tell me if that was wrong uh, and Spring Awakening up in uh, the Hope Mill Theatre so without further ado let's welcome Adam. Welcome Adam. Hello. Hi welcome thank you for joining us.
1: It works,
0: thank you for having me. It does work,
1: yes.
0: It's a right <laughs> <button>. <laughs> uh, when you press the right button, it works fine. It works, great. Um, but no, thank you for joining us. The privilege definitely is ours. Um, we're going to spend the next couple of wee while uh, getting to know you, um, and getting to know Adam a bit better rather than the characters you've played. <laughs> yes. Um, but you, you've played, as I, as I said in the the, welcome, the kind of intro there, you, you've played a vast majority of, of shows and like, a fair mixture.
1: Yeah, mm. I've done loads of different stuff. I've been really, yeah. really lucky. Everything I've done, I've had loads to do in them. And, and everyone's been, every show's been totally different, which has been really, really nice.
0: Yeah, because you've gone from like the, the, the LGBT musical *Spring Awakening mm. um, to the hippie musical here.
1: Yeah. I don't know if this isn't
0: chronological recorded, but <laughs> this is just the order I've got them written down. Yeah. To then the wacky world of Seussicals. Yes. Um, or who to the, the very serious but fantastic Pirate Queen. Yeah. Um it's it's a fair and that was your West End debut, wasn't it? That was the first one it was. Time
1: yeah.
0: you'd been in the yeah, West yeah, End. Yeah. Um and what a West End debut. For
1: the know, it was
0: your debut was that's debut in the West End as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. It was insane. That is an evening I will never, ever, ever forget. I will never forget the feeling of walking out on that stage. It was It was something beyond like I could ever believe because I think because it was um, like a concert performance, everyone knew it was only being done once. It was huge, like on a scale that you'd never do that show on um, because financially it would make no sense. Um, But as we walked out, the entire Colosseum just burst into applause, and that has just never left me. And and there's um, the whole way the show starts. It starts a cappella. So it's, yeah, it was an amazing, amazing feeling.
0: Yeah, well, I, I was in the audience, and I remember it clearly. I'll never forget it, and I was just in the audience. Uh, <laughs> it was a fantastic bit. You obviously, we'll, we'll get into it, we'll get into it uh, okay. a bit more as we go on. But the, the first question we ask, uh, the West End fans, talks fans will know, is it's the same as we ask everybody, and it's what got you into performing?
1: Um... So, to start. <laughs> yeah, so I it, it was a long story. Um, so for some reason, when I was younger, I decided one day that I wanted to learn how to play the piano, and um, had to beg my mum to start lessons. Um, she got me this tiny little piano. It must have been like this big, and she's like, "If you practice that every day, then um, I'll get you lessons." So I did. So I got my lessons and then i kind of was doing that and i was part of like the school choir i mean i mean this is junior schools don't ask me what age this is young like young um and i was kind of part of a band for a bit which was nice and then one day i came home one day um year six i said to my mum oh um i'm gonna be in the musical and she's like oh right okay fine I'm like no idea um and i was like yeah i'm playing joseph and she was like oh Right. And maybe end the musical. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, right. She's never heard me sing before in my life, not on my own. Um, yeah. And then that—that that was that. That was my my first role was playing Joseph in Year Six um, at White Regis Junior School, which is where I went to school in Sleepy Dorset. And then after that, it was that was it. Every single year, um, I was doing a different show, um, and then kind of went on from there. And it kind of became second nature but up, up until that point but i no one in my family plays any instruments uh, my brother does my younger brother he got into it after me um but yeah it just kind of completely came out of the blue but i think it was the the fact that i wanted to play the piano i kind of i always went in as a musician that's the way that I kind of entered it like quite quite a lot of um MT performers come from dancing usually they get thrown into dance school really young uh yeah I didn't dance until I was 18 so definitely that definitely was not my route
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was more the the Elton John route learning the piano yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah Yeah, exactly. You could have played I mean, them in the Rocket Man by the sounds of it and you would have lived through your own life almost. Oh my gosh, that would uh, be, that'd be a great. A few years before, <laughs> quite a few years <laughs> before you though. Um, so you mentioned obviously your first performance was Joseph in uh, yeah. year six, but what was your first professional production? What's
1: So my first professional job, I, I was really lucky. I went to Arts Ed, so um, it, second year, third year, we did the Oliviers every single year. Um, I was port, uh, part of a couple of concert performances and like in the ensemble slash choir versions of stuff um in the last couple of years of training, and then my first job out um professional job out was uh the fiftieth anniversary cast of hair at the vaults in London. That was my first job um yeah did you play did i did so um I was on stage swing uh I covered five parts um I went on for all five parts. Um, Actually, I I think there was 109 performances and I went on for covers for 67 or 68 of them. Wow. Um, So I was really, really lucky. Um, I played everyone, did everything and and anything. Um, I played Claude, which was amazing. There were some days that I was woof in the afternoon, Claude in the evening. Um, There there was a couple of shows where I was, uh, I think I was like, dad and my own part up until the interval and then at the interval i was thrown on for another part um i went on for like woof or claude in the afternoon because um yeah the show had a lot of like logistical problems when it comes to cast i mean the vaults are tunnels um in the summer it was hotter than the sun, like it was insane in there. and um, we we Katie Lipson paid to get air conditioning put into there because it was that bad. Um, and that was wonderful because in the summer it was great. Because I mean we were barely wearing anything anyway. But then in the winter it was freezing in there. Um, and we went like the total opposite way. We had to change the beginning of the show because it was just too cold to be sat on a concrete floor for half an hour before we started. Um, because we all started sat in um, a circle on the floor um, whilst the audience came in around us um, to try and create this like semi-immersive thing which is wonderful a brilliant concept worked wonderfully in the summer but in the winter was not the one and <laughs>
0: uh, definitely i've been in the vaults as an audience member a few times and yes um, most of it actually has been through the the summer thankfully
1: yes. Um,
0: yes but this is this is you and
1: that is me with my Hi. gorgeous wig your hair. oh my gosh um, I can't bubble. tell you how much I hated that wig
0: I can imagine yes
1: yeah <laughs> it was always in your mouth like I don't understand how anyone has long hair it completely baffles me
0: and you uh, newfound love for women definitely <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we'll, we'll <laughs> touch more about the the here <laughs> later on yeah. Uh, yeah. I think some of the fans have asked you about here, um but so we'll move on and now we'll hold no responsibility um for the next set of questions. They are all from your either your fans or fans of the shows that you've been in. Cool.
1: Um
0: so the first question comes from Tony mm-hmm. and he asks, what was it like standing on a West End stage for the first time?
1: Um I'm I'm very lucky that I have been on West End stages before. So um I had and so uh hair and spring awakening both have won what's on stage awards and i performed in both of those award ceremonies so i performed on western stages before but the the i would never been in a theater as big as the coliseum ever um and that stage is something else like um mm-hmm. that you can it's tangible like you can feel it in the air um it the Pirate Queen because it was only one show there was so much riding on that one performance um, and it was just colossal like it was absolutely huge like we I think we had a cast of nearly 50 people I think maybe more um, and it, that is just like it's just not heard of like I mean 42nd street is the next biggest cast that would have been on a western stage um, and as the gauze went up, we all walked on in silence, the entire audience erupted, and all we saw was a, and, one, and then we were off, and that was it. Um, and it just felt like it didn't stop after that, because it. Was, when you do a show, you normally have your two weeks of um, previews or whatever to... Learn your backstage track. Your backstage track is just as much of a performance and you need to master that as much as you master your performance on stage. Um, And with things like that, that just doesn't happen. It's like when we've done the Olivier's before, it all just feels thrown together and if you make it on stage on time in the right costume say the right right lines then you leave and then it's just cancelled continue you go on to the next one after that so although it was the most amazing feeling that first instant after that I couldn't tell you what happened. I can't remember. (laughs) imagine, yes. (laughs) It just happened. Um, I don't think anything major went wrong. Um, And then I remember the very end. I remember leaving. There's actually a video of me. My friend um, got a video of the bowels at the end. And you see me take one last look as I leave just to try and absorb it because it, it just didn't feel real. The entire time, it just didn't feel real at all. Um but it was amazing and sharing a stage with such talented people was an absolute delight. And with a with a band um as well, the orchestra as big as we had um yeah. was great. The sound was amazing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, definitely we had we already had actually already had Tom Gribby, uh, uh-huh. the, the the producer of it. he uh, he's the to talk already. Uh-huh. Um and he was obviously saying about the cast and every single person was fantastic. But when you've got such a strong woman uh, yeah. at the head as Miss Tucker is, yeah.
1: she's
0: absolutely outstanding. Like the whole cast are fantastic. We're not taking any away from anybody. But when you've got that one strong person at the top, then the rest kind of follow on, don't they? they yeah, share. honestly, like
1: seeing... Um... I mean, all all of the leads obviously are western seasoned professionals, but watching them work in the um, rehearsal room was, for me, just as rewarding as going and doing the show. Um, to see Hannah and Rachel just watching them, how they work around the piano, then they get it into the space. So there was a day that with the first day we did our press for the Pirate Queen. Um, Rachel got stuck on a train. So we did everything that we were supposed to do for the press. Then we had to take a break. Rachel literally walked in, coat off, water, right, where do I go? And then just blasted out woman. And it was the first time any of us had heard her do it. Um, And the famous book drop moment. It It was, yeah, insane. You're right, having someone as professional but so... Her, she's so instinctual, and that is an amazing thing to watch. Um, really, really rewarding, and it's great. being in a rehearsal room, obviously, we get to see it, um, as well. So we don't. Yeah, just, you know,
0: it from from day one.
1: Yeah, it's not like you get to go and watch the show when you're in it, especially if it only happens once. So it was really nice to at least get an idea of what the audience would be experiencing. Yeah, we were very, very, very lucky with the people we had leading. Oh, well,
0: definitely, because you, you, you obviously had a Wadditt. You mentioned her as well. She's a, a seasoned professional as well. And Jai McDowell, um, yeah. who obviously won Brunswick Talent. And Daniel Boyes was there. And, yeah, the oh. list goes on and on. Yeah. Uh, the list definitely went on and on. And then you've also got Adam Dawson, who was there as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so moving on, uh, our next question comes from your show boyfriend.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Who we had on, actually, the last episode was your showboyfriend. Okay. We you... mentioned this briefly, or he mentioned it, should I say. Uh, we do have some pictures this time. We didn't have any pictures the last time because I didn't, didn't know. There we go, uh, Until he mentions it. But this is obviously you and him, yeah? It is, I remember
1: that. Yeah. I remember um, it's
0: the...
1: taken. Day one.
0: You and Luke. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, um, just tired, but Luke, obviously, he asks... He said, "Oh, he." he it was a statement to start with. He says, uh, "He misses you, and he wants to know when our next kiss
1: is." Aww. <laughs> that's taken from a video still because that photo, like, there isn't a photo of that moment. Um, yeah, it, yeah.
0: Well, that's actually taken from your Instagram.
1: <laughs> oh, is it? That's taken from my Instagram. Yeah, that's taken from a video still because there is no photo of that moment. Like, I think the because uh, the way Spring Awakening works is. Unless it's um, Melchior and Vendler, really, everyone else is more of uh, of a vignette. So um, Ernst, which is Luke's character, and Hanschen, which is my character, only really interact in the scene, the song, and then the scene that we are in, which is in that moment. The rest of the time, they don't really interact at all. Um, So yeah, they we don't have many photos or moments together and that was thrown in at the very last minute when we did the EPK on um, opening night because I don't think it was supposed to be in it but as we'd finished all the group stuff it was our Adam and Luke just come and um, do your bit <laughs> so we, we did, did that. That.
0: <laughs> yeah Um. so yeah so he he touched on it a bit but I think we're going to touch on it slightly more because we have had some questions in about it yes um, so we'll touch on that a bit later. But coming back a uh, full circle um, to the Pirate Queen again. Yeah. Um, Sally asks, "How did the Pirate Queen come about, and was it special being part of the UK's premier performance?"
1: Yes. Yeah, so I remember the first time I ever heard this any songs from the Pirate Queen was I did um, a foundation course basically to learn how to dance and to learn how to get into arts ed, um, at PPA in Guildford, And uh, the... Emily Benjamin, who was in um, Bat Out of Hell, um, yeah. uh, she, I... Yeah, it's weird saying that because I—that's her stage name. Uh, but there again, mine's different as well. So um, yeah, so uh, Emily sang "Woman," and that's the first time I ever heard it. Um, and then I went through a phase of singing "I'll Be There" every single week in song class, just because that's what you do. Um, and that—that that was like the first time I ever came across the show. Um, so it's and obviously. At that stage you're young you're fresh you're doing all of your research and um yeah i saw that it'd never been on before i was trying to find bits of it and they, they, there wasn't much about it over here at all um and at, like les Mis, saigon um martin gare to an extent there because the shows are sung through um there aren't but in this one, there aren't so many standalone songs. It's not like *Lame* is when you've got *I Dreamed a Dream*, um, *Stars*, *Bring Him Home*. Like it's just belter after belter to belter with little bits in between. Whereas this is so story-driven um, because it's a true story uh, to an extent. Um, it just it, there aren't really those moments. There are just some absolutely sensational short little bits. Um, in between and you're like wow like where did that come from and and, I, and that was part of the thing when, when we sat down and started reading through it all it was none of us really had ever heard it before um so yeah it was amazing and I remember how it came about I found out that Drew was directing um because I did a cabaret at um Sing Easy um um and that's what he runs. And so I did my cabaret there and then I went in for um, a meeting just for a catch up. Um, And he told me then, and I was like, wow, that is absolutely sensational. Um, And what an amazing thing to have, like what a gift to be given. And, and, and doing this was years and years and years in the making to um, get this off its feet because it's huge and it has to be done right. And anything when it's done the first time round, has to be done right because it will be it could be the end of it it may be the first and last time it's ever done and so you need to make sure you um that's quite a lot of pressure a lot of responsibility um but yeah i i never imagined when he told me he was doing it that i'd be part of it and um, i was incredibly incredibly lucky because i'm i didn't actually get to audition for it because i was away doing another job so um, thank God, my cabaret was okay.
0: It's you know the things so that's always good. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, That's that's, a, that's, a, that's a, some advice for other people. Never be bad in anything because you never know who's watching.
1: <laughs> exactly. No, no. Like t- totally. Um, I-, I remember the first time I ever met Drew was at um, Hair Press Night. Never, I'd never met him before. That was the first time I'd met him. Um, and yeah, we've just paths have crossed and that's the other thing you you never know when you're going to meet people again or they might be free doing something the time that you're free and you want to do something they might have a platform or you might have a platform that you can use and um, Mm -hmm. work together to make something so yeah yeah that's a really important thing you always have to be on your a game and a good person and nice and professional and all of those things as well Um, and it paid off for me.
0: It did, yes, it did. Your first <laughs> end role. Um yeah. Connor wants to know: Would you be interested if there was a full run of Pirate Queen announced?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the music is incredible. Um, it's very, very high. So it's actually one of those things I think after after a while you need your muscle memory to be able to sing like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me really understand what it must be like to be in. Lame is Miss Saigon, Every Single Night is such a demanding vocal quality um, that I would have said maybe six or seven years ago would have come more naturally to me um, than it does now and especially after the things I've done, like I've been in a, a rock mute, well two rock musicals really, um, so moving on to something like legit is totally different. Um, so I would love to do that show Um, I can only imagine what the set would be. Um, It would be amazing. Um, Epic. Like, it is an epic. It's an epic tale. It's huge. Um, And just to be a little bit, like, a little part of that um, was so rewarding for one night. So, yes, I would love to do that show um, every night. Um, Because it's just great knowing your little percentage is adding to such a beast. Um. Yeah, I loved it. Wow.
0: And uh, in case Andy is not aware, i not seeing Tom Gibby's interview. Obviously, the Pirate Queen was written by the same people. and um, The book and the lyrics were all written, and the music was written by the same people as Lemez Mis and Missagone. That's why we keep comparing them to to those. Yeah, yeah, musicals. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um. Obviously, Beethoven and and Chopin, um. Up here.
1: Yeah, we had Mr. Schoenberg mm-hmm. in the room for the first week. It was amazing. Yeah, but he
0: couldn't make the actual performance, which was annoying. I bet, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, he had to fly mm-hmm. off, which was a shame. Um, but just learning from him—I mean, I mean—that's something that I, I don't think any of us thought we'd get in our lifetime. Um, because I mean, Lamy's is what thirty-five years old now, something. But at like? least I anyway, yeah. Yeah, I think it might be more than that. It um, must be more than that. It must be It's coming up. It's forty. Yeah, it can't be far off. Um, and. To be, part, to be part of the process of something that is new from them just is something I never thought would happen for me um, just because of where we're at. like I know people who have done Miz and they meet them and it's different when you become part of a show that's already so long running um, and yeah. really got to understand his concept how he wrote it, why he wrote it that way. Um, he'd be like stop, 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 stop. And then he'd be like whispering in the MD's ear and then he'd be like, right, you need to do it like this. This is what we're going for, this is what we want. Um, he came and sat next to me at one moment because there was a day that loads of tenors were missing and it was me and a load of basses. So he was like, I can't hear, the the balance is, is no good. So he came and sat next to me so he could get like the right balance of the sound. It, he is a musical genius, right? in all senses of the word, like literally a musical genius um so to be in that rehearsal room with him was amazing um yeah yeah so definitely
0: i can i can completely understand that um so so charlie wants to know is it easier doing a one-nighter or is it than a full run sorry so is doing a one-nighter easier than doing a full run
1: no i think it's way harder like way way harder um I think the the mental pressure that you put on yourself for that one night is more than you'd put on yourself for the entire run if you were to do an entire run it, when you do a run, you can really relax into it you you get a lifestyle you and and the other thing is that you get to develop and play um and create relationships with your castmates and um both when you're doing the show and externally as well so you try things and maybe that really works that night and it didn't work the next night and you start playing and adapting ever so slightly. So it becomes so real. Um, whereas I, th- I think for anything, like any first preview that you go and see everyone's still a little bit like rabbits in headlights. Like we're just trying to get in the right place at the right time and do justice to where, what we want to um put on and do justice to the director's vision and our vision and the piece itself um but on a one-nighter you're doing all of those things and for that show in particular trying to negotiate how many people there were um doing it was insane um so no i think it's way harder it takes like 150 percent worth of effort to do that um And it's completely different to how it would be if you were to do a long run of that show, Um, because you couldn't do it the way that we did it. And um, you couldn't, I I was so vocally tired after that evening because you want to give everything, you want to give everything you have because you only get one opportunity. But um, for longevity's sake, that is not necessarily the best thing to do. (laughs) No. Um, No, so uh, yeah, I, I think they're harder and I find them more stressful because I like to know what I'm doing. Um, I'm quite a pragmatic kind of person so not really knowing like the second half of the second half of that show was not teched and that fills me with a lot of anxiety but it it worked. Um, It definitely did. Well yeah because um, they they had a show in the Coliseum on the Saturday night before then the Pirate Queen team went in set up overnight and then um, we came in first thing in the morning Band has to do sound checks, sound levels um all that jazz, get up, do the main big numbers, and then we all get up, and then yeah, we' just you're just gonna run out of time, and we did <laughs> so yeah well, that,
0: it was fantastic anyway but that's just put another level, once it that you didn't even take the there, there was a there was a
1: visible moment like I went round I had um a cheat sheet, everyone had a cheat sheet in their pockets, like so what side of stage I needed to be to get into what costumes. I'd never worn the costumes until the day we'd never done a dress run until the day, like getting in and out. So we had no idea how long it would take to get in and out with some of the costumes. Um, so we had people like, I'm going to need you to do my buttons as I'm running around the other side. Cause there's the costumes were huge. Um, they weren't like easy, simple fixes. Um, yeah, it was a lot. And and that's the thing, you're worrying about all those things. You're worrying just about getting there in time, let alone what you're actually going to do when you get on there. Luckily, we'd rehearsed so much that the actual doing itself, as soon as you were on, you were fine. But um, the whole lead up, the backstage must have been, I bet that was a more interesting show. I bet that was hilarious to watch. I've never run so much in my life, ever, never, ever, ever.
0: It must be massive massive to get from one end of the seats
1: it, of the yeah hour. that's the problem yeah. it's huge and there were some bits that you thought you'd need to preset your costume on one side and then when you did it in the morning you go oh no i need it to do it the other side but then there were bits of the show that we were like i don't know if my costume's the right side because we've not checked it so we'll see <laughs> wow wow you found this love side, for it definitely it happened that was the main thing it happened
0: it did and it was fantastic to the audience
1: uh, yeah, you didn't those,
0: know. That's, that's good. Nope, we didn't know. <laughs> um, certainly, we there would be people in the audience that did, like Tom Gibby, you know that. But oh,
1: yeah, I bet they're <laughs> they, like Ooh. They had saw the show <laughs> loads <laughs> of <the> times. Are they going to make
0: it? it. Us, <laughs> who <laughs> had no idea. No idea. I, good. I, I can only speak for myself, but I thought it was fantastic, definitely. Um, oh, and I, I wanted to go because it was a win-nighter. Yes. I thought we'd have to go. Um, so, so, moving on to something slightly not as serious um, okay. as, uh, say,
1: <laughs> that crazy one.
0: That one, yes. Uh, which, again, I, I saw and it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Mazaha, the whole show, but anyway. Uh,
1: yeah, um,
0: Samantha wants to know Did you enjoy working in Pooville?
1: Oh, did I? I did. I didn't like my yellow suit at all. Um, that, like, w- when I say about your backstage journey my backstage journey on that show was in hilarious feel um, this yellow suit yeah horrendous so i had to be underdressed the entire show so underneath the um the blazer of that is a big plastic sheet um because it was just a bib i did a, a video on my instagram of that costume change because it was I think it was 27 seconds, something like that, to get into and out of a full suit. Underneath there, I was wearing jeans, a shirt, um, different shoes. That's the first show I've actually had to have a dresser on. I actually had to have someone helping me dress because I just wouldn't make it. Um, And because it's all one act, there was no, no, like error at all there was no margin for error Um, the first 25 minutes i was in and out of that costume like nobody's business um but yeah it, it was good. that show was fun um i'd done i don't know hair, hair was fun but had a very important message and then spring awakening happened and that is fun in a different way but that was just purely for enjoyment I've never done something that's purely there's no like um alternative message really to that show other than look at this. It's just an explosion of colour and um fun and and yeah, madness. It was it, it was mad. And
0: who does and who doesn't love a better doctor's? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, exactly, exactly. Um yeah, it was crazy. It was great though. I loved it. I loved that show. Oh, well, it's definitely
0: it was fantastic to watch. I've got to say it was hilarious, but fantastic. So nice. Abby wants to know who's your favourite so your favourite character, sorry, in *Suzical*.
1: My favourite character in *Suzical* the Sour Kangaroo. She has some. Oh, right. Why is that? She has some belters. She has some great songs. Um, yeah, she has some great moments. I think yeah, Sour Kangaroo. Yeah, I think Sour Kangaroo. But um, I love. Alone in the Universe as a song between um, Jojo and Horton um, that's, a, that's a great song and there are just so many great moments in that show but Sour Kangaroo is the one that stands out for me for sure
0: I like Mr Mia. oh do you <laughs> <laughs> there's a bit of bias in that answer a little bit uh, of bias yeah, that biasness. Um, Natalie asks which your favourite song in the show, so in
1: in musical, yeah, I do have to be a little bit biased. Um, uh, I can't remember what it's called. The problem is with that with that show is that it's again it's all sung through, so I can never remember what those songs. But the, they, um, there's a rustle in the bushes. That song, that was my favourite. The me, me, Reese and Robbie doing our thing was my favourite bit every night. Um, Oh, right, right.
0: I'm terrible with names, but I know what song you're talking
1: about, yes. Yeah, that little bit. I love that bit. And then Alone in the Universe, but mainly for the instrumental. And every... every, I'm so sad. Um, When we did the um, rehearsals, uh, we rehearsed in a church, which um, had like a kitchenette at the back. Um, which had like a wall and then we were rehearsing in the main space and I'd come off stage right it would be um, but James our MD was downstage left playing the piano and the accompaniment for Alone in the Universe is great like, I lived for it every single time he played it so he used to run around and go and sit behind him and watch him play it um, that was that was like my little thing that I did every single day, every single day
0: um, Was that the Church of Scotland? it the Church, Church of Scotland Church. Home.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, you yeah. Uh, know. Um, uh, I, I think
0: I uh, I know that because the only reason I know that is because that's where in Island Island did the first rehearsal. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Which was also at Um, uh, obviously yeah. the year after, but it was Southwick as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, there. Um, yeah, so I did it there, and yeah, I used to watch that every day, and, and that's like a musical moment for me. I mean, I mean, the the, the songs, the music in that show is. Wonderful. Um, I didn't really know it until I did it, if I'm honest um I didn't really know it at all um, I knew
0: the, I knew the stories I knew, yeah, the, I knew the, know the, the characters st-
1: and
0: the stories But
1: I, didn't know I, the- I know some of the songs ish just because like some of the w- standalone songs, especially for the women, um get used quite a lot for um, auditions, so I know quite a lot of friends had sung songs from it, so so I knew the vibe um but yeah um. That was my favourite little moments for me.
0: Great. Great. Uh, so moving on to something else you've done. Uh, yeah. We've touched on it already. Um, Tor- Tracy, sorry, Tony. Tracy wants to know, did you enjoy being a happy?
1: Yes. Um, hair completely changed my life. Um, not only as a performer. I mean, it was my first professional job. It was my first leading role. Um, first time being a swing, it was the, it was the first for everything. Um, but I had done moments from her, but we like a little compilation whilst I was doing my foundation, and never came back to it. And the show is brilliant. Uh, the music is wonderful. I mean, again, it's completely off its rockers. Like it is, yeah. it's mad. Um, but the the journey I went on as Adam doing that show completely changed me as a person um, with regards to my ideals and my moral standing, my my outlook on life, um, the tribe that we had. Um, It was really interesting and it it comes down to brilliant, brilliant casting um, and foresight um from Jonathan O'Boyle, our director, to put the cast that we had together because outside of the outside of hair, when we were just us, um we all sat in the same hierarchy and contributed the same things to conversation. Um it was that was mad. Um yeah, hair by far was most of a journey that I've been on um, for any show. It's the longest run I've done um, and I think the message behind the story really um, changed me. Um, I had an absolute whale of a time. If, if I could do that show for the rest of my life I would, hands down done and um, we needed a break we needed a break when we got when we got there um because it just it's so demanding but um yeah i, I could do that show forever i loved it Never. i've never seen a professional
0: production of here, but i have seen an amateur in the in production when i was at summer camp and it was fantastic like um, and yeah,
1: crazy Ma-
0: mark kind of touches on obviously it was to do with the 50th anniversary and yeah. that was the whole point in the in the tour and the vaults production yeah. Um, it went on tour as well. Um, so what, what, not what, why do you think hair is still as big 50 years later?
1: Because I think the problems and um, the, well, the issues that hair challenges have not been resolved, both politically and socially, they've not changed. Um, I think we've come as a society full circle and this is what this is the type of person um that we need now to to fight injustice and to stand up and say no this is wrong um and i think that's why it speaks to audiences that show has so much heart to it um, and I think it's really interesting because you never really get to know the characters very well. Because, again, it's just vignette after vignette after vignette after vignette that are all thrown together. The entire show was written in two weeks, whilst both the writers were high as kites. Um, <laughs> so that, that completely explains why it is what it is. The whole of the second act is a trip that we did in UV light that I think if you the first time you see it, you must be like, what is going on because there was one story going on and now suddenly we're in a completely different show um but i think that's why because that show has so much hope optimism but such a serious thread running through it that um socially and politically i, d- I don't think as a, um, as as a society as, 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 like a member of the world, we have changed. I don't, I don't think it's changed. I think we're still sat in the same world. The difference is now it's not um, a tangible war in Vietnam that that show um, addresses, it's everything else.
0: Yeah, everything else. Is, yes, that's a, that's another subject. We'll not get into that. Just, yeah, how, we might
1: yeah, get into that. <laughs> no, because we
0: could be there for a while. Um, but we, we, we all completely understand what you mean and everything. So, yeah. we're 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 on the same page. I'm hoping we're all on the same page. i am, certainly am. So um, Justin wants to know what's your favourite song and scene from here. From here. Yes.
1: Mm, that's really hard.
0: It's um, probably got one of the most well-known non-musical songs. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Like um, I, I didn't know the show, and because it used to be on um, um, Muller advert, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I think. Um, good morning,
0: Stashing or Good morning, Sunshine.
1: Yeah, that was on. The, yeah, that's a really well-known song. Um, I got my hair, I got my hair, That was used on an advert for ages when I was younger. Um, it's. I think the show has forty-seven songs in it. Um, wow. Which, yeah, which is crazy. And when we did our cast album, we got almost all of them on. It's the most complete cast recording of the show that there is, because. Um, again there's loads of little bits that are just um they end up getting cut because they're just not like big enough um because there aren't really any scenes in it really um the scenes are always leading up to a song but for me the end i will never forget um um let the sun shine is just an amazing moment um because i think when you think of that song you always think oh it's a really happy positive song but no that that's once the show has finished you've taken your bow that's then the encore and the call out that 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 and i think it's amazing that they managed to write a song that um managed to both be incredibly somber and joyous at the same time in two different settings um which is amazing um coming on for claude on those performances was really really emotionally tough um i i vividly remember lj who played sheila um every single night just breaking down and i couldn't look at her a lot of the time because I, I went i've got i was gone <laughs> um yeah. just because she put everything into that show um every single night um i mean we all did we all did um but i i remember being stood there and she was in front of me and she turned around and i'm not supposed to see them because he's a ghost at that point and heartbreaking um i think it's incredibly powerful i i, I it's a show that forces a standing ovation in such a somber tone um which i think is great everyone gets up because you don't really know what to do with yourself because you're that sad um yeah that's what i remember and the um the being the burn the burn it section um Mm -hmm. is again really really powerful um uh, especially when you're setting things on fire every night, which is. <laughs> yeah, That'll
0: that, be fun, yes, I can
1: imagine.
0: Yeah, um, yeah so, so moving on again, uh, yeah. you've done that much and we're getting that many questions about different shows.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so we touched on it at the start uh, and we also touched on it when your friend came up. My showboy friend, Mr. Latchman. Um, yes, yeah, Mr. Latchman. But uh, other people have actually sent in questions about it. Yeah. Um, so we're going to change the background. I don't know what one, what will we do? We'll do that one, that's the next one. Um, we don't actually have the poster for some reason, I couldn't find it but I'm sure, I know you've got it up in the background so we'll, yeah, we'll no, make I've, it. I'm
1: really lucky to have got one of these because they didn't sell them. Um, I I managed to get one um, just as we were leaving um, when they were doing all the get out. Um, yeah very very lucky.
0: Oh, that's good, it's a nice review. Um, so Penny wants to know Um, She saw the show five times, and you were outstanding. You were all outstanding, she says. Um, That was just obviously up at the Hope Mill Theatre in Manchester. Um, But Penny wants to know why do you think Spring Awakening did not get a West End transfer?
1: I know exactly why um, Spring Awakening did not get a West End transfer. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. I guess I'm allowed to say it's to do with rights, basically. Um, The production that we had. Um, was all set to do a transfer because up until that point I think every single Hope Mill show had transferred so I was in hair in the transfer but I wasn't in it when it was at the Hope Mill in Manchester Um, so I then did spring in Manchester um, and it's to do with the rights Um, unfortunately we had the rights for the Manchester production. Um, at the same time, there's a company who had them in for town um, and they were deciding whether they were going to be using them or not. Um, and until they made a decision, we then couldn't make... Uh, well, the production company couldn't make a decision as to whether it was either okay. going to go... Because if they chose to do a show in town, we technically could have done a show on tour or vice versa. But um, yeah, that is why... Um, we were all set, we, were all, we, we all thought it was, um, but unfortunately it comes down to logistics, not necessarily anything about the show itself, um, and then it gets a little bit, it gets so far down the line that, um, I mean, the people who were in that show, it was, to, it's such a talented cast, everyone has right. just gone on and done absolutely everything, um, and then, and anything then the since then, I remember trying to get everyone together to do the What's On Stage performance was, a nightmare. Um, just because everyone's so busy, um, which is great, like it's wonderful. Um, but yeah, that's the reason why. Nothing to do with the show. Nothing to do with anyone wanting it. Um, just because, to unfortunately, rights get in the way sometimes.
0: Yeah. Um, so obviously, it was a musical, and it, it was one of the first, certainly one of the first I saw that tackled LGBT issues in yeah. um, and a, and a and mainstream musical theatre, yeah. um, certainly one of the first. So what was it like to be a part of that? That was Rachel that asked that, sorry. Uh,
1: to be part of an LGBTQ plus musical? Yeah. Um, so, controversially, I had never heard of, well I have heard of Spring Awakening, but I'd never listened to Spring Awakening until <laughs> I went for my audition. The reason why is that spring kind of came about when I was auditioning for drama schools, Um, and you're not, it was so popular, it was to, you were not to do any songs from Spring Awakening because it just, you need to try and stay away from the mainstream. Um so therefore I just didn't invest in it because there was no point um, for me to listen to it because I couldn't use anything from it. And knowing my luck, I'd fall in love with a song and then not be able to use it, um, which has happened on many occasions. So I kind of avoided it. And it's one of those shows that now, now I listen to the soundtrack it makes so much more sense, but on its own I don't know if the soundtrack translates the message because it's so compartmentalised. Um, like you, you understand, but um, you don't necessarily understand the concepts um, the, or the context that the songs are in. Um, being part of an LGBTQ plus musical was um, obviously, I felt quite a lot of responsibility if I'm honest um as a gay man um i my experience isn't necessarily the same as everyone else's experience um and i can only speak for myself that's that's the other thing um mm. all i know is that we had a wonderful cast of I like i went from being the youngest cast member in hair to being the oldest cast member bar the adults in spring awakening within two months um so that was quite a ge- that was quite a gear change for me and um, there were a lot of grads we had um a couple of cast members who had never trained before um we had people who identify all different um sexualities um gender um uh, able-bodied um just everything we had everything in that show um and i think that is what made that production so um noteworthy because every single person in that show had their role um not necessarily character but everyone had their place um within the show um and brought something totally different because all of our experiences were totally different um in upbringing outlook um, and i learned so much on that show. Um, I, I mean, it, one of my best friends on that production um, told us on, um, I can't remember what day, it was about halfway into the run that um, he was a transgender man um, and then when we and had a female role within um, uh, Spring at the Hope Mill and then when we did it at the What's On Stage Awards, a year or so later, um, he'd been on testosterone for a year. Um, and uh, Yeah, he, he then had a complete costume made for him. Um, and then we did our performance um, with him in the role that he um, feels like he sits in, um, which was amazing. Um, and to go on that journey with him and to learn so much from him has been um, invaluable to me um, uh, in my life. Um, He's a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, So, yeah, I I felt a lot of responsibility on that show, if I'm honest, um, because the themes are so important um, and um, I think for a lot of people, the reason the show has that cult following and always has spoken to Um, youth and young people is because it really touches on everything Um, and you don't know who's going to be sat in that audience on whatever evening really needing to hear the story that you're telling Um, so you do have a responsibility to um, uphold that and do it justice Um, um, and my character is not necessarily one of the ones that goes through the most turmoil. So um yeah it was it was a lot if I'm honest. Um it was a very emotionally demanding show. And the lows and the highs are all over the place.
0: Um, no, I can I can imagine. Uh I've never unfortunately yet to see it live on stage. Um, totally
1: brilliant. It's great. I would love like I'll go
0: it's the first chance I get when I'm near unfortunately I wasn't near enough Manchester. Uh, yeah that's the
1: thing that's the only thing um is that unfortunately it didn't get its wider audience that i think that that production that production deserved but unfortunately it's not always about who's the most deserving um
0: no no you 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 definitely had a great run um, it Yeah, was we, had, a, we
1: had a great run um, uh, i absolutely adored it
0: it's my big one of my biggest musical theater regrets um, and <laughs> i should have just went up a day trip but hey um, and yeah. hindsight's a great thing so, yeah. so, Mary, Mary's actually she's sent in a question, but she's actually started it with a she's slightly jealous of you, okay? Um, because she wants to know what it's like kissing Luke Latchman. Kissing Luke Latchman.
1: Um, I went to college with Luke. Um, so Luke was on the foundation at ArtsEd when I was in my first year, and then he was in first year when I was second year, so he was always um a year behind. Um, and I didn't really know Luke too much at college. Um, but yeah, um. I, I remember it's really confusing cuz our director was called luke as well so <laughs> luke director um really wanted to make sure that that moment was done right um for the production that we were doing it was i felt it um incredibly important to not ham up that moment um and there are versions that I've seen that um, post because I didn't watch anything at the time uh, that that is the case. And I can certainly see from the text and the character that I um, was that it's very easy for that to happen. Um, so we, we actually spent, we had a whole rehearsal to a whole afternoon to ourselves to do that very short scene um, and song. And, and we spent a good hour just talking about it with the director just us two sat on the floor trying to neg- negotiate and navigate it because uh, it speaks about so much in a very short period of time and um, it was great like i, I loved it I-, I think we had really great chemistry on stage and i think we both I was actually in for Ernst. So I was never in for Hanschen. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't even learn the Hanschen sides. I was in for Luke's character all the way up until the finals. I had my final on the last show of hair. So I had to go in really early and I went and did it. And then as I was picking up my stuff to leave, um, Luke director, um, said, Oh, do you mind just, do you mind just reading it? No, I like, I've not learned it. Um, because that wasn't on my thing to learn. Um, it was like, no, no, I just want to hear um, Hanshin, And I did. And then I got a phone call weeks later saying, you've got the part and you're playing Hanshin. And I was like, to my agent at the time, I was like, no, I'm in for, I was, uh, you mean Ernst? He was like, no, 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 you've got Hanshin. So you got <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay, fine. Um, great. Um, I didn't really know the show. So I was like, okay, I'll take whoever. Um, yeah, so... That was interesting that was really interesting because I think up until the show I would have put myself in Ernst's shoes Um always As like in life that's how I would see myself um but I think actually since doing the show um I am much more the bad guy unfortunately <laughs> he's All not right. a bad guy he's just different um he's, he's misunderstood in his own way um and that's what I really, I wanted to you to be able to see a tender side to him. And it took quite a lot of work and actually it took a lot of work in the scenes where I didn't have very much to say and not very much to do to build the persona to, that could then be broken down in that moment. Um, so I wasn't trying to play everything in one go. Um, he had more of a journey and that was something we really focused on was his character arc within the show. Um, so otherwise, he Hansham becomes incredibly nasty and vindictive and condescending to Ernst who is discovering his sexuality in that moment and that's something I did not want to show Um, I did not want to show um, Ernst as a victim or um, because I think if anyone going to sitting and watching that show at that point in their lives where they need to see that you don't want um, I didn't want any kind of negativity coming out of that so that was really important to me and so yeah, it was great. Me and me and Luke had a great time.
0: <laughs> Certainly, he said the same yesterday. I've got to say,
1: I know uh, yesterday. Sometimes twice, twice on a Saturday.
0: So yeah, so the the the, uh, the first time you met Holly, that's uh, obviously he's Luke's girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, what was that? That must have been a slightly awkward meet. Hi, I'm, I'm Adam. I'm the guy. I oh it was
1: fine, it was fine. The best laugh is is that so I was really lucky whilst I was doing Spring Awakening, I got another job um uh that ended up being in Italy. So we finished um Spring Awakening on the Saturday and I flew out to Italy the Sunday afternoon. Um wow. and unfortunately I was in Manchester and I was Living and flying out of London, so my dad came up. He lives in Dorset, all the way up to Manchester, um, because I, I, he came up on the train because I had the car. I had a car that he needed to get back to Dorset, so he came all the way up. Um, and my mum was like, "You're not allowed to go see the show again. You're not allowed to go see the show again." Um, and then um, it turns out that he was sat in the middle of the stalls. So he managed to um, get a ticket next to Holly. Um, and but I'm, I'm Adam's dad and he, she was like I'm Luke's girlfriend and he was like oh okay <laughs> they had a lovely chat they had a wonderful time um, yeah apparently great yeah great. No, Holly's lovely Holly is very very lovely um, she allowed me to borrow her boyfriend for a little bit every evening
0: <laughs> yes it's uh, acting's always interesting all and in the context of the those show. kind of scenes yes those kind of scenes always come up
1: uh, and oh, other half, yeah, yeah. whether it be boyfriends it's or girlfriends, the, it's the first and the only one that I've had so far. Actually, um, I was expecting <laughs> it to be a bit more often because, of, like, of course, it, the, most shows are about love or some form of love um, in whatever context. So it was bound to happen. I just, I, in all honesty, I, I never thought I would be playing a, a gay character on stage ever. Um So that was quite nice, really.
0: That's going to become more common, I think, especially in, in more up-to-date musicals that are getting written at the moment, I think.
1: I hope so, because as I, as I was exploring the character and exploring the show, having never known anything about it before, the whole time I was like, I really had to sit back and go, so if I was Adam at 13, 14, whatever, watching this, what would he need? What, what, what? How would he perceive this? Um, what would he get out of this? How would he be feeling through this? Um, and I think I really could have done with the show in all honesty, when I was um, younger. There, there, there's shows that you go and see, like The Inheritance, for example, if I had seen that show at 13, 14, that would have completely transformed my life. Um, I mean, it transformed yeah. my life anyway. Um, yeah, I not it. I like that it does. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's really, it comes down to seeing yourself represented. Um, on stage um, and that, that's regardless, of, that's of, of everything, That, that is, that's in all streams of um, race, gender and um, able-bodied people, disabled people and um, the works, um, it, that's what it comes down to. Um, it comes down to seeing yourself represented and, 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 I, and I, I think it's crazy in, in a world that is dominated by, um, by gay men that there aren't that many shows really that, that that's explored. Um, so, No, because if
0: you look at like perform- even the West End, for example, um, there are a lot of the, the performers who are LGBT. Yeah. Plus, um, the, 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 there isn't many. I think on the West End right now, there's actually not. Is there an LGBT music recording at the moment? There's not in the West End, I'm trying to think. No, not.
1: no. 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 Um, so just having that representation.
0: There are gay characters in musicals. Like you had Foxes recently, yeah, um, which obviously yeah. was on recently. on recently. Um, but apart from that, yeah, we, we need to get some more. We'll, we'll yeah. campaign. Me and you, we'll start will, a campaign. It will,
1: it will. happen. It will happen. Um, all kinds of representation are super important. So definitely, hundred um, percent. That's and it's it's way more interesting that way. Way more interesting. That show is interesting because it's got everything under everything everyone under the sun in that show that's why uh, that's why it's that's why it's as interesting and haunting and joyous as it is um yeah
0: yeah um so three more questions from the fans and then yes. we'll go on to our a uh, dreaded not so fire round uh, so tim wants to know if you could be in any current west end musical which would it be now current. we mean when we mean current we mean pre-lockdown obviously. Pre-Covid.
1: Because obviously um, there's
0: nothing currently at the moment. Yes, there's then.
1: not much on at the moment. Um, nothing on right at the moment unfortunately. No nothing. Dark is what is what we call it. Um, there are shows that I, I can see myself in as in my casting fits them um, and, mm-hmm. and I think when you're professional that is what you do start looking at for example so for example for me something like the book of mormon is right up my street with my casting so in my head it's like i really want to be part of book of mormon um because it's kind of attainable like if i turn around and say i'd love to be christine in phantom might not be quite so attainable um so that's probably the book of mormon i'd love to be in um there are just loads of shows that I want to do. But what what I really love <laughs> um, and have been very lucky to have done is that every single show I have done, I have been the original production of that company. Um, so there has only been me playing that role, doing that role in that show. And I think no matter what I was part of in any West End production, that is what I would like. Um, I like to put my stamp on things and explore things. And I, um, it's been incredibly rewarding doing that mm-hmm. um, don't get me wrong I'd love to play Marius and Les Mis. Um, if you told like that would be my dream role um, young uh, when I was younger um, one of my favorite shows is Bear and that just needs to have a West End debut <laughs> um, and I'd love to be in that uh, but yeah th- there's lots out there that I think I can see myself sat in but I think when you do get into that like professional mindset it's really difficult to navigate what do I really want to be a part of and would love to be a part of um and what role would I like to be part of because when you talk about roles inevitably you just you're talking about career really um but my favorite show is Phantom and it's funnily enough it's the only show I would not like to be a part of because I wouldn't want to ruin it for myself
0: that makes sense.
1: Yes, that that no. makes sense. I want to <laughs> nah. know how it all works. If I knew that, it'd ruin it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're breaking. Like, like, I'm. I do magic as a living, and I don't want to learn all the magic tricks because it spoils it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Being yeah, yeah. There's definitely, sure. definitely part of that. Like, there are certain shows that I don't think I'd touch with the barge pole because they mean something else to me. Um. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. So there are shows that I'd love to be a part of and, and there are shows that I'd love, I like to watch and see and experience from the other side. Um, yeah. yeah, because inevitably it, it is a job at the end of the day um, and you're doing eight shows a week um, and there are going to be some shows that go cataclysmically wrong um, and there are going to be some brilliant times as well um, and, and inevitably your whole year um, ends up being woven in with that regardless. Like you getting on the tube every day or you doing the show every day it, um they just end up weaving together so there's some shows that i just need to keep um in their place uh, but yeah i think regardless of what i was part of i'd love to be part of an original or a new production of um but i'm quite open to suggestions
0: so <laughs> well, the rumor is say uh, i know that a uh, mr Weber squashed it this morning but there was a rumor that there was a new production of phantom so you could have um,
1: map. honestly <laughs> when i saw that i was like right that's it that's the end i thought COVID was going to end the world no the new production of phantom is going to end the world it's ended my world and No, no.
0: that's no. okay mr Weber quashed that it's don't quashed it,
1: thank the he has quashed the ro- the of, no, it's um, a brilliant original that's why it's called that um it it's it's a piece of history, that's why I love it so much. So we don't think they,
0: they would ever do it to Mis and they have, so there's a chance it might I, do it to Phantom. I
1: can see why they would and I and I definitely can understand why that happened with Lamez um as well. Um, but also, I think
0: with Phantom the rework was love. Nice. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's still
0: Just keep Phantom the way it was and the the, the rework was the second was long-term.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Is like um, that's a good
0: <laughs> answer. Um, two, two more questions. Um, yeah. Leanne wants to know, do you have any pre-show rituals?
1: Pre-show rituals? Oh, yes. I'm terrible for that. Um, when I first started out, I had a prep ginger shot every single day. Um, during shows, I've, honestly, the 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 because um, in hair we didn't leave the stage um, at all. So around the bean bags, there were just loads of prep bottles, but like wrapped, um, so they didn't look like prep bottles because everyone got on this ginger shot thing. Um, I do have a specific vocal warm up that I have to do. I just have to do it, um, just so I have peace of mind that everything that I need to work is working um other than that not massively so because i would kind of lose my mind if i did it too much because i have i've have one of those personalities that if if i get in my head that i have to do something before then that's it i i won't be able to go on if it if it's not if that's not happened and there are there are some days um when you you can't fulfill the rituals that you want to fulfill um i will never drink before um the night before a show the same that I never drink the night before an audition um it, it more comes down to like vocal health things more than anything if I'm perfectly honest um and I think when you do shows themselves like each individual show you have a little bit of a ritual thing that you like to do or you have to do invariably everyone gets ready at the same time but like in a canon that always happens like um you see so-and-so getting their mic and then that means you're going up and getting your mic next and no one's ever said that like that's not been anything that's been set up but the whole beginning show ritual is a collaborative so it just ends up happening naturally I don't have anything really bizarre other than I do um do a couple of um, vocal warm-ups that are a little bit bizarre but wonderful so they work so that would probably be my um vocal ritual i have a 13 minute warm-up that i do by my incredible singing teacher um that i have to do before every show so that's mine there we go that's that's, yeah.
0: that's not the real this one We've asked that quite a few, few people. I uh, understand that one. Can... Had some
1: very odd things. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. There's, there's some strange ones. You have to touch this specific post and. Oh no, that's. And not this me. show and, I'm
1: not superstitious.
0: Uh, <laughs> I have to go I to the toilet to the two work. minutes before and.
1: Ah, uh, not like that.
0: Um, there was one. I, can't, I honestly can't remember. I'm not just saying who. I'm not not saying who it is, but I can't remember who said it. That they have to get ready. They have. They can't get into the costume until beginners call.
1: Oh, there's no way. There's. And no I'm way. like. I'm that person that is ready at the half. Huh? I mean, it's very, very rare that um, I leave it that late. Luke's like that, because um, uh, It the may have actually
0: been Luke then, it's Ada.
1: The way Spin Awakening starts is um, Mama Who Bore Me, which the boys aren't a part of, and we entered the space all together, so we would go, the girls would go down, they'd start the show, we would then get our call, and we would go down, and then we're all there, stood in our line with our chairs ready to go in, and it's like, Where's Luke? Where's Luke gone? Where where's Luke gone? And we're all there ready to go on and Luke has gone and found something that's really important and needs doing, just as he's about to go on stage. And then it'll come and it was like, Luke, your braces like your braces are off or you, your top skew whiff or whatever. So we used to have to deal with that quite often. Quite often yeah. it was where's Luke? That we so we did have that. I'm always the person asking where everyone is, opposed to the person missing. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, you know, was the question I am not the question, cause
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the saying, but yeah. it is now. It is now. Yeah. We've made it a thing. Uh, the so the last, the last fan question, you'll be glad yeah. to know. Um, so you've talked about a lot of roles that you've played. Yes. Um, and a question that we're getting asked a lot, I think people are watching the videos and, and now just coming in in the next person. Yeah. But Andrew asks, if you had to go into lockdown with one character that you've played, yeah, Who would you go into and
1: why? We've had to go into lockdown with a character I've <laughs> played. And You're win. going in the character, obviously. You're not going, on you. You're going in yeah. the character. Most of the characters I've played have been nasty. So I don't think I really want to spend <laughs> that much time with them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think at the moment, um, I think it's such a time of self-reflection. It, it'd have to be my character from her, I think. Because all all the characters from her, because um there are many, just because I think it's really important to kind of, it's it's been such a time of reflection for everyone uh, to really stop and think and assess your life and what you want from it um and I think a show that really like speaks out like we were saying earlier with regards to its voice and its message, um, I think that's really poignant right now um. I, d- I could not go into lockdown with the mayor of who because it would drive me insane. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can appreciate that. Yes, there is no chance. Anyone from musical, to be honest, <laughs> would drive you insane. You'd think like you'd you'd lost it. You think you'd gone stir crazy in your room by yourself. Like that's what would happen.
0: <laughs>
1: no chance. Yeah, no,
0: I can completely understand that. Definitely. So that brings us to the end. Yeah. Of the fans' questions, you can relax slightly. Um, all that's left. <laughs> is the not-so-quick-fire round. Okay. Uh, it was called the quick-fire round until your ex-producer changed yeah. it to not-so-quick-fire round because he it's was rubbish. <laughs> uh, so Tom went, no, I can't do it quickly. So he changed it to not-so-quick-fire round.
1: Okay,
0: fine. Um, four questions and an activity. Um, so the first question yeah. is, If, regardless of race or age, yeah. what was your dream role? So if you, if you could have any role you wanted, that's male, because we'll come to the other one in a minute.
1: That's male. Yes. I would love to play um, the tele- telephone guy in um, the band's visit.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah,
1: he yeah, has a great song. He's coming I over. That that, that, that should be coming over since so he makes. He does the be. entire show, <laughs> and he doesn't say a word, and then he gets this cracking song, and then leaves. Perfect. That is the perfect show. <laughs> that is your perfect show. Like that's wonderful. Every single night, that's all you got to do. Cracking. I'd love that. Um, yeah, I, I adore that show. Um, I saw it on Broadway, and it was fantastic. So that, yeah, that'd be something that I would love to do. But I am not the casting for it. Um so go to Who's brilliant?
0: <laughs> never know. It might. It may change as it comes over from Broadway. Uh, <laughs> if, if it ever comes over from Broadway. Yeah. Uh, true. I think it will, but. Well, that's there's no there's really no even a rumour for that one at the moment. Rumours galore from That just
1: surprised me. There are the 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 people in that show were more talented than I think I've ever seen in my life. Some of them have more talent in their little finger than half the West End. Like it's insane. Some of the musicians <laughs> in that some of the musicians in that show blew my mind. Like absolutely blew my mind. I thought it was great. I loved it. Um,
0: I unfortunately never
1: saw it I think um, it's so specific I, I, it's such a specific show and I think that's why it closed even though it won 11 Tonies, 10 Tonies, 11 Tonys like, trying to find a cast to keep rotating that show must be an absolute nightmare because it's so specific with what each person needs to be able to do um, and represent um, so yeah but yeah, telephone guy, he's great, love that
0: one song in that set. Yeah. <laughs> um easy money um, Easy air money should i say
1: yeah. <laughs> easy air
0: money easier. Um so what if you somebody come up to you tomorrow and said you could have any role that is specifically no not specifically mainly played by a female
1: yeah what would you say? i would love to be woman two in songs for a new world Oh, right, right. Hmm. Yeah. That's a bit of a curveball, isn't it? I've not had that one yet. No, I've not had that one. No, I've not had that. Um <laughs> unfortunately. I, uh, yeah.
0: ladies, though. I would rather have niche
1: ones. No, like woman one or woman two, don't mind. Um but yeah, like great, like great, like anything anything like that, I love. Um I love anything like that because it's great because every single song you're a completely different character doing something completely different mm-hmm. brilliant music um, you get to explore so many different things so it's so interesting as an actor um, and the score is out of this world and you're singing cracking songs all the time Um yeah so probably that I think yeah
0: that was a nice curveball No, yeah. they get the, the, the easy one for that uh, for males is the uh, alphabet. Yeah, always I mean I wouldn't like, say
1: no but I, no, I, I but, don't think I can sing it in the original key and I think it would always but that's why that. we're
0: talking about dream roles a it doesn't always role. have to happen the <laughs> dream role. Um, I'd, like, I'd love to that
1: role but that must be so stressful so stressful
0: I honestly like I don't know why they've not done a gender bend version of Wicked yet. like there are loads of men I speak to at stage doors and, and <laughs> who would want to play it like just for one even just do it as a charity one nighter I do about. I, like, I, I mean, clean.
1: that would be something I'd love to see because I think we'd all realise how incredibly difficult it is to play <laughs> <Yeah>. that character, <laughs> let alone them doing it eight times a week.
0: I uh, well, you you've obviously worked with a, a former Elphaba, yeah. and and obviously yeah, and there's, there's, look at the list of, of people that have played uh, yeah. uh, Rachel and uh, Nina Mazel obviously uh, Alice Fair, um, Laura Pick who's playing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, aye, the the the, the talent and, and the as as Elphaba is just yeah. Uh, I don't know if men could. Certainly men couldn't hit that note. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh, not many men anyway that could hit that me. high high Hold
1: note. I, I can uh, tell you right now I can't. I tried to do it for my cabaret. I tried to get um no good deed into a key that would work, and it just doesn't. It just doesn't fit in my voice. So <laughs> it's like just give yeah, up. I mean, that got <laughs> sacked off. Oh very
0: early uh, on <laughs> um all i can when you think about that that note, the, the, obviously the infamous note and then divine gravity just chris colfer from glee uh, just comes uh, yeah. to me but obviously not being able to hit it and but he, he i don't know if you've seen but he actually does a recording he's done a recording because he could actually hit it that
1: doesn't
0: um he actually did hit it it was on instagram or facebook or something put it up, put it up to see look i actually can hit it although the character didn't um, so, moving on, because uh, we now digress to Glee.
1: Yes. Um,
0: musical, what is your favourite musical theatre song?
1: My favourite musical theatre song? Yeah, that
0: doesn't have to be one you've performed, but it can be. Whoa. That's the hardest question of the day.
1: That's so difficult. Um, I guess the easiest way would be to see the one that is the most played on my phone. I will, well, I
0: that's like, a good way of doing it.
1: And I oh. can tell you. Um, I have numerous playlists of musical theatre songs. Um Quicksilver <laughs> Right, I have two. One doesn't really count as a song. One would be the Overture of Phantom. That's the most played on there. Okay. Um, but that doesn't count as a song. Uh, Omar Sharif, um, again, for the band's visit, gets played a lot. Because um, it... I think it just is so haunting and beautiful and different um I think that's why I love it um but I listen to a lot so <laughs> 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 I don't know um it, I think it's like anything I, you, that changes on a daily basis and what you need um I I oh, yeah, I, yeah. I like listening to that song a lot I listen to that song all the time I listen about that show a lot actually so um yeah um probably that
0: for me at the moment it's D.M. Hanson um yeah. but that means more a lot at the moment that's from uh oh
1: no oh my (laughs) um it's got to be satisfied from hamilton i didn't find hamilton i'm really annoying i'm one of those people that when something comes out i'm like um Oh, I don't want to be on the trend. I don't want to be like all over this. Um, so I discovered Hamilton like halfway into December. Um, just gone. Um, when I was doing the Railway Children every single day. Um, it was a perfect length for my drive. Um, the whole of Hamilton. So I used to listen to that every single day. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing um the Disney Plus version. Um, until I can go and see the real version. Um. Uh, which is coming out soon. So that'd be great. So yeah. Oh, I thought, yeah. Two
0: There's weeks' I time. The day. No, I, I'm, I'm actually very much like you. I don't go for trends. Um, I don't go with the... the, the um... Apart from Deere and Hansen*, I, I think that's about the only one that I really... But I had seen it in Broadway before it right. came over. So. I, think,
1: I think that is the thing. I, I think you kind of... You, you discover things when you need to discover them. I remember when Hamilton kind of did start to peak over here before it came over here. um, And I just wasn't really in the right place to be. I tried, like I always try, but I was just like, I'm not really feeling it. I'm going to wait until I feel it. So I did. Um, It was the same with Come From Away. That was another one that I sat and listened to the cast recording was like, don't really get it. Um, But then I went and saw Ms. Tucker do it and was like, Oh, wow. <laughs> Definitely should have listened to this. <laughs> I can see you as
0: Kevin. You hey, and really? this Kevin T. Oh, I can. You and as Kevin T. Oh.
1: Um,
0: a bit, a wee bit, a wee bit older. A couple of years, yeah. maybe. Yeah, a couple uh, of years. A couple of years and we'll, we'll get you uh, on the there. The last question we have for tonight yeah. is what is your top five shows? Top now, five it doesn't shows. have to be ones you've been on again. It can I'm be good. ones, but it doesn't have to
1: be right top five shows um hair obviously it was a top five show before i did it so um that only consolidated it for me phantom in the opera is my number one favorite show ever um i don't care what anyone says um it's the best show ever um third three yeah three. third um does it have to be musicals
0: no it can be shows which is well, so
1: curveball because i don't watch plays Very rarely, but the inheritance completely utterly changed my life, um, and I thought was sensational. Um, So, like, if I had to see, if I was seeing these again, that's something I definitely would love to see again. Um, Songs for a New World, because that's sensational again, old, Um, and. it's so difficult because it changes all the time um Bear I'd say
0: because you touched on that you wanted to be you said you'd love to be in Bear who would you play Peter or
1: Jason? See this is the thing and I think this is this is when I when I was auditioning for Spring Awakening and I knew Hanschen and Ernst which would be uh Jason as Hanschen P- Peter as Ernst um I would definitely put myself in bear as a Peter, not a Jason. Um, but then when I was auditioning, that's how I kind of saw it. So that's why I was like, oh, there's just no way I'm a Hanschen at all. So I don't know. Um, and it depends what version, because they have two versions now. And I prefer the first version. And I think I would be Peter in that one, I think.
0: So what one was on at the vault last year? Is that, that the other the
1: version. version? No, that's the original.
0: That's the original,
1: right. Yeah. Um, uh, so, obviously,
0: you worked for that Jason, didn't you? Because that Jason was in Dara, was in... Dara the- was uh,
1: Melchior in... Um. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to go and see it at the vaults, actually, um, which was a shame. But I saw the version that was at the Union...
0: So you saw Michael Vance
1: years ago, which Liam Ross Mills was in, who was, I covered him in hair, so it's weird how everything comes about, um, and then I went and saw that production then transferred to Greenwich and slightly changed, um, and I saw that one, but um, one of the writers died, I think, and then uh, the other writer moved everything around, swapped songs to different characters, cut bits in, cut bits out, Um but I, like, I prefer the original version. The version that the soundtrack is, anyway, whatever version that is. Yeah, the original.
0: No, I, I, th- I saw it last year for the first time ever, and it's just absolutely, I, I see Peter, a lot of Peter and me. Oh, me a and a great Um It's absolutely fantastic. And they, the, the last year they did such a twist at the end, but that's digressing again. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> um, but the last thing for today yes. um, is, have you heard of the Ice Bucket Challenge?
1: No. You've
0: never heard of the ice bucket challenge? No.
1: What's that? Wow.
0: I've been the first time a Yeah, we back the Years <laughs> ago. <laughs> years ago. In mean, honesty, yes.
1: <laughs> the, when
0: you poured ice, you, you had to pour ice water over yourself.
1: Yes. No, I do remember that. Oh my gosh, that was years and years ago. It was years ago, but
0: um, obviously we're not going to ask you to do that. That's the first thing I've ever come advice. across. Normally, just folks say, yes. Um.
1: I don't have a bucket of ice, I'm afraid. So. You're fine. We're not going to
0: make you do it. Don't worry. But the whole point in that was you were to do it, it was for charity, and then you are to nominate somebody else.
1: Okay, fine.
0: Um, so that, that was the easiest way of describing it. Um, so what we're doing is the West End Talks nomination. Yep. So what we're going to ask you to do just now, on the chat is to nominate somebody so you've got a couple of seconds to think about it this can be anyone from theatre film or tv
1: yeah
0: Um somebody that you know well because the whole point is to try and get them in to do a talk
1: oh i see so,
0: so it can be a minimum of one but you can nominate more than one if you want okay. some people have done more than one um, but the whole point is to get them in to do a talk once you've okay. nominated them once you've finished the chat pop onto twitter put up a tweet about, it. I've just done my ta- talk, with we talks, now yeah, it's your yeah. turn. Okay. Instagram.
1: I don't know everyone you've done, so if I do someone you've done, you'll have to tell me, and I'll make another choice. That's fine. Okay, cool. Okay, I nominate Nicholas McLean, current buck in Wicked.
0: No, we haven't done him yet, so that's a good one.
1: Uh, do you need another one? It's up
0: to you. You can nominate as many oh, as you want.
1: another one. You can have um, Mr. Tim Mahendran, um, currently in Aunt Juliet as well.
0: I was about to say, and he was in Spring Awakening as well, wasn't he?
1: He was. Oh, he's hilarious.
0: Ah, uh, that's good. We haven't had of there too, so that's a good one. I'm not <laughs> not to be. So the, your challenge now is uh, you've you've gone through the pain uh, <laughs> of, the, of OSN talk. So now it's it's your challenge is to get those two in to do a talk.
1: Oh, I'll get them in
0: to get to put the fans' questions to them. Yeah, um, but, but that's us at the end. Thank you thank very you. much. Um, oh, thank you so
1: much All that's you.
0: left to remember, to remind you guys at home is about the charity, because um, me and Adam aren't just here for fun. Um, we're here, obviously, to support Acting for Others, and that's what you guys, were hoping you guys will do at home, is to remember the charity. The link will be in the bio below. Um, as Tess will say, every little helps, so anything at all that you can donate, <laughs> Um, if Tesco's ever watched this, they're going to do me for copyright, but I don't <laughs> care. Um, it's for charity. Um, yes. And I do give them credit for the saying, I don't use it without saying Tesco's safe. I
1: feel like you've, you've saved yourself, you're fine, you're covered. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> covered with copyright. Um, but just remember anything at all, pop it in the link below. Um, it will go um, directly as, um, towards helping everybody. In, in theatre, film, and TV, it's not just um, the casts, um, it's, it's every day, and it's not just at the moment, as much as, it, uh, more so at the moment, but it, they do help all year round, yeah. so anything at all, you can donate, um, a very much appreciated But and then join us next time, when we'll have Luke McCall, who is currently in Les Mis, but he's been in Titanic the Musical, Phantom, um lots of different things, <laughs> so... And um, join us then. But Adam, thank you very much for joining. Joining me tonight. So having me. It's been an absolute privilege getting to know Adam a bit more rather than just the, the characters that you yes. played. But thank you very much, and guys, take care. Bye thank now. You,
1: much. you fold his hands and smooth his tie, you gently lift his chin. Were you really so blind and
0: unkind?